It's lights out and away we go. Leclerc gets away well. Hamilton and Bottas now jockeying for position. And Hamilton coming alongside Charles Leclerc with Bottas now with some free space. Sebastian Vettel behind him. Ricardo on the outside of Hulkenberg. Leclerc goes into the first chicane ahead and just ahead as well by a matter of inches. And the Mercedes gets a bit Verstappen pitched. Verstappen at the back, I think. Verstappen in trouble at the back. Daniel Ricardo has just got past his teammate Nico Hulkenberg and Ricardo moves up into fifth place. Sebastian Vettel. And he spun. Oh, he's, oh and he's coming onto the track just as Lance Stroll goes past him as well. And Stroll now comes back onto the track. And Pierre Gasly in the Toro Rosso has to go wide, all down at the Ascari chicane. Hamilton now pulls out to have a go at Leclerc. Leclerc stays ahead by about a car length and a half. This is brilliant racing. He's going for it again, Lewis Hamilton. Got a great exit out of the chicane. Round the curve, a grande they go. Is it a grande move from Lewis Hamilton towards the Della Roggia chicane? Leclerc's on the inside. Hamilton goes onto the gravel and has to take to the escape road and you can hear the cheers from Monza all the way back to Stevenage. The Ferrari fans loved it. He did leave me a cars with there, push me off. He's got one more corner, the famous Parabolica to go. Mercedes threw everything at him today. Charles Leclerc has coped brilliantly. He won in Spa, he wins in Monza. Charles Leclerc is the winner of the 2019 Italian Grand Prix. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, proudly presented by Sin. I'm Ben Pascuzzi and I'm joined by James Worth as always. James, how are we? Good Ben, how you say yourself? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it was a decent Italian Grand Prix. I'm happy. Uh, first Ferrari win since 2011 when Fernando Alonso did it and it was Charles Leclerc getting back-to-back wins, <sighs> which was boy. insane. Yeah, good. Uh, so great stuff from him, yep. but let's get straight into our recap of the Italian Grand Prix. All right, James, you got the finishes? I do, mate. All right, going through the top 10 finishes, we've got Charles Leclerc coming in in first position, Valtteri Bottas coming home in a very strong second, Lewis Hamilton in third, our boy Daniel Ricciardo in fourth, taking home his best result since moving to Renault. Nico Hulkenberg posting four, fifth um, of another solid finish for Renault, getting four and five. Then Alexander Albon in the Red Bull in sixth, chasing down two positions from starting eighth. Sergio Perez in seventh. Max Verstappen in eighth after that. Um, what happened? I'm not entirely sh- oh, What happened, Ben? Just, we'll go through it after. All right, we'll go through it after. And Antonio Giovinazzi in ninth and Lando Norris in 10th. Um, we had three DNFs. We had Kevin Magnussen in the Haas, Daniel Kvyat in the Toro Rosso, and Carlos Sainz in the Renault. That's your top 10 finishes for you, Ben. <laughs> you, you just stared at me blankly and I was a bit lost. I was waiting for you to conclude. Yeah, all right. So that is the top 10 finishes. Um, it was a good race. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Getting the Charles Leclerc getting the top ten finish, getting the getting the first position. Yeah. Very happy. It was very good from very happy. Very good from Charles Leclerc. And how good was that Tifosi at the end? To win from start to finish. Um yeah, that was a that was an incredible sight to see. It was insane. Um it was packed the home well, the pit straight it was packed in red. Uh it was really incredible. It was pretty much full of people. It's um, so funny because I was I was watching it, and then as soon as I saw my chairs, I'd love to go to somewhere international, start looking at flights to Vietnam for next year. 
nice. Mate. It's, um, it, 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 it's funny how these things get your creative juices flowing and all these, like, okay, ma- maybe I could go there. Maybe I could, because, like, you know, you, you want to see the world. You want to go and see them at another track. So, um, what's his name? Leclerc was the, obviously, highest-ranked Ferrari driver because Sebastian Vettel spun out uh, during a chase of Lewis Hamilton around lap 20. Yeah. Uh, he finished in 13th. So, still a good weekend for Ferrari, of yeah, course. Of that course. first win since 2011. <coughs> Uh, Fernando Alonso winning in Monza. So very good to break their drought. Uh, Renault, Ricardo in fourth, Hulkenberg fifth. Absolutely That's amazing Renault's result. best finish since their reinception into Formula One. So that was outstanding. They both started in P5 and P6, respectively. Yep. So they each moved a place up because Sebastian Vettel spun out. So a very nice points haul for them. They received... 22 points, so 12 points to Ricardo, 10 points to Hulkenberg. And that has propelled them above Toro Rosso, and they're now in about, what are they, they're 18 points behind uh, McLaren. Yeah. Uh, they sit still in fifth position, 65 points, but they are now only 18 behind McLaren, who are in fourth on 83. So hopefully for Renault, they are able to close the gap on their engine partners or engine um, buyers in McLaren. Uh, Verstappen coming home in 8th after starting 19th on the grid. So he had an engine, uh, new engine in, so which is why he started at the back of the grid. Uh, but that was delayed um, at the start because he made contact with Sergio Perez on the opening lap. He was braking very cautiously, mind you. It wasn't necessarily his fault. And then all of a sudden, they kind of just stopped abruptly right in front of him and he just went into... He, as he was trying to avoid Perez, just clipped him and it ruined his front ring. So front wing, so he had to come in and pick immediately for that. So to get eighth from that, pretty good stuff from the Dutchman. Uh, Alex Albon again consistent in P6, so he's had a very very good start at Rebel. P5 was it last time in Hungary? I think it was. Yeah. Was it P5? Yeah. Yeah. And now P6, so really good stuff from him. And Norris again had a new engine and started from the back of the grid. Of course, we know his engine blew up. Um, or not blew up, but malfunctioned um, at Hungary on the final lap, just as he began to start it. So he came home and finished 10th after starting close to the back of the grid. So very good stuff from Lando Norris. All right, so that's pretty much the race recap. Let's get straight into... Oh, well, actually, no. Yeah, we are. We're going to get straight into our talking points from the Italian Grand Prix. All right, so one of the major talking points was an incident that occurred on lap 23 between Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton. Now, Charles Leclerc was ahead. Uh, the previous corner, he locked up his front tyres, went straight onto straight through that first corner, um, and that allowed Hamilton to back right up against him. And leading into turn three, um, Hamilton was on the outside, Whereas Leclerc was on the inside, but Leclerc did have the he was he 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 was on he was ahead of Hamilton. Yep. Um, Hamilton was what he was just basically on his back tire. So Leclerc's kind of moved Hamilton off the track, or well, he has moved Hamilton off the track. Didn't leave that car with, but it wasn't that abrupt. It was well, just a little move. But he was moving to get the racing line, and obviously, so he could take it into that um, left right chicane. Because otherwise, and he, he would received have had to he received a black and white flag which for the incident, warning. which was. A warning for dangerous driving, and 
that seemed to cause a little bit of controversy. A lot yeah. of people saying that Leclerc should have got a penalty. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people saying that shouldn't have been a black fight, black and white flag, uh-huh. black and white flag. Yeah. Um, in the first place, so I'm in the boat of the that that shouldn't have been a black and white flag in the first place because he's allowed to go and take the racing line. He's allowed to do that. Hamilton should have backed off. Yep. Um, he should have known that Leclerc is going to want to try and get onto that racing line and Hamilton wasn't close enough to pull a move. I mean, even if Hamilton was on the outside, he would have been cut off straight away on the right chicane. Yeah, for sure. So that was audacious from Hamilton. Um, so I don't I, I, I do like the I do like though um, that they are going to bring out more black and white flags. Yeah. But for an incident like that, I don't think that was the one because again, think- Hamilton was behind him. There's no way he's making that corner. Leclerc needs to get the racing line, and I'm sorry, tough luck, Hamilton. Yeah, you can suck all all you want. Yep. Um, Leclerc had Leclerc was ahead. He had racing position. Yeah, I mean, look, it's um, people are. Lots of memes are coming out about this uh, on the social feed about tracking back to Austria this year when um, Verstappen ran. Who was it? Who did he run? Leclerc, what? Yeah, that's right. And um, so you that see, would have been a black and white flag. One hundred ten percent. But yeah. they said no, let them race. Yeah. Right. In this situation, it's one hundred percent reverse. They should have put a black and white flag to Verstappen. And they should have let Leclerc and Hamilton race. Yeah. Without a doubt, because this that, is that's not... That's not a, worthy of a black and white flag. No. It's not. I mean, yeah, it, it's okay. He ran him off the track, but everyone does it to each other. Mm. It's racing. You're trying to get a racing line because otherwise you're, you're going to jeopardize your run into the next corner and the next set of corners. Because the next set of corners, it's very... It's taken really quickly. It's coming out of a DRS zone, going into... Oh, what, what's it called? Is it Ascari? Yeah. Yeah. So you take it flat out. Um, and you fling it left, you fling it right, and then you get onto the back straight, and then you go onto the parabolica, right? It's it's crucial that you get it correct, otherwise you're going to be slowing down, you're going to lose several tenths, and your race could be absolutely messed up. Uh, Leclerc did have the racing line, he was confident he was going to get it, and he got it, that's fair play. I mean, yeah, okay, Hamilton wasn't happy about it, but that's racing. I mean, you know, stuff happens. Poor, poor luck, get over, get over it. Like, okay, have a sook... I'm not saying like have a sook about it, but you know, complain all you want. But if you were in that position, you would have said there's nothing in that. So let them race. That's what yeah. I say. Let them race. Okay, next talking point from the Italian Grand Prix, and that was Q3. The end of Q3. Um, Q3, Q3 podcast. Yeah, it's a good one. End of Q3 was yeah. an absolute debacle uh, on the Saturday. Hulkenberg uh, let him out. With about a minute 45, let's say, and on the clock. A, and it's a minute 12 and, track. Yep, yeah, and it's a minute 12 track. And they and then Hockenberg went straight off on the first turn, slowing everyone else down a little bit more. But, um, yeah, they all didn't get to complete a lap except for Carlos Sainz. Um, Leclerc could have done it. Leclerc did make the black and white flag, but uh, he was already in P1, so there's no point. So, nine, no. Because what's his name? Raikkonen wasn't allowed. Eight, yeah. eight of the nine drivers who were still in Q3 did not get to complete a final lap because they were all so stubborn, uh, yeah. wanting to get a toe from the car in front of them. Uh, obviously, leaving yeah, what, it as late as possible, can you explain to so me? they couldn't get um, a, a lap in to improve yeah. their time. Okay, explain to me what this toe is because it's only been introduced to this this race, hasn't it? No, it's because this is a high. 
um, speed track. Explain. Is is it just the higher the, the yeah toes your slipstream? Yeah. Okay. Toes always makes a slipstream. What do you want about? I, I don't. I, I just. I don't know. When I heard the word toe, I'm just like, what? Nah. Toe. Toes. Slipstream. Yeah, slip okay. So obviously, this being a high speed or the highest speed track. Yeah. The te- the track with the most speed. It's the. Um, it's the is getting a slipstream and a toe is yeah. going to be a huge benefit to you, especially in qualifying when you're trying to look for every single little millisecond yeah. um, and hundredth of a second, Fun which fact. could decide a position. So, hence, that's that's why they all did it, but yeah. it was very stubborn. I think um, Hulkenberg and Sainz copped fines. Okay. Yep, because they let it. And it's so funny that um, Hamilton on the radio comes on and says, oh, very smart um, for them to... Stay on poles. They don't even have funny. to complete a lap. Seriously, Hamilton. I mean, yeah. the Ferraris were... Yeah, they were near the front. They didn't control the pace, mate. You could have I come mean, out a lot earlier. When you you could have come out a lot earlier and completed your lap. When you look at the radio, okay, and... Uh, it, Hamilton right? just... That's, Hamilton's oh. fuming is like, oh, Leclerc must be happy. Yeah. Leclerc. What an absolute shambles. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Mate, yeah, you got... P- why, don't, why don't you come out earlier? P1, though. That's okay. Well done. Yeah. Like yeah, they're they're all disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's no one's fault. No, uh, the car, signs and Hulkenberg themselves shouldn't have copped the penalty as well. Yeah, um, it was everyone's stupidity in leaving it way too late to go out and do it. You come out with two and a half minutes to go. It's because they all wanted a slipstream, and look, unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They all failed. Um, you cannot put the blame on one driver and you cannot yeah. certainly put the blame on one team. I agree. And you can't say that Leclerc did it because he just wanted to pole Ferrari to this. Mm. Seriously, Hamilton, get a grip. Um, this is why you aren't as loved as what you should be. Exactly right. I mean, just be quiet, play your, play your part, and that's it. I mean, yeah, I, I get, you know, they can have their opinions. They can be a bit hot-headed being F1 drivers, you know. Of course, they're, they're, they are rev heads. Um, but just... You you under you got to understand people's point of view. You can't you can't have a sook and then make make it known to the whole world because you because they do realize that all the race radio that it's you know eligible because there there is a certain extent that they hide from the media obviously, but what is said gets put out on a video best of radio of each Grand Prix. They need to realize what they're saying because it's going to impact the way that the public thinks of them. They should realize what they're saying. Take a second, think about it, think what the other person's position was in. Do they really think that they would have jeopardised everyone else? No, 100% not. They wanted to put in a faster lap. You can't, you just, I hate how narrow-minded some people are, and especially drivers like this who think that they're better than everyone else, but, you know, but they act so grateful and put hashtag blessed on all their Instagram posts or whatever. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of how entitled they think they are, and they think, oh, I'm better than everyone else. I should be given this. No, mate, you're equal mm. to every. For all twenty drivers are equal in this place. Yeah, okay, you got more money in your team, but no, you and Williams are exact equal. You're exactly the same. You should be treated no, no differently. You got a better car, fair enough. That's the only thing that separates you from you, and um, and bloody oh, who is it? Um, Williams, Ferrari. Who's who's who, who's the driver for Williams? Kibitza. George Russell. George Russell. I just it puts a uh, it puts a beam in my bonnet. I get angry about it. How entitled I think they are when George Russell could quite easily just take his place and say, "No, nah, see you later, mate. I'm better driver," and quite easily could happen. I mean, who knows what the end of the year could bring? I mean, for all we know, Hamilton Hamilton could retire. He's been talking all this thing. Now nah, I got a lot left in my tank. If he wins this what sixth um, world championship, he'd be like, "Hey, I've got six. 
I don't reckon I'm going to get seven because 2020 is going to change everything and 2021 is going to be even more, you know, more of an impact. Maybe this is the last thing for me. Would you rather, I'm put this question to you, Ben, all right? Well, I think I've asked you this you before and you've asked me this before as well. Would you rather leave as a world champion or have one more year and then be mediocre? Probably leave as a world champion. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Nico Rosberg did it. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, a lot of people hate him. Yeah. I mean, did you see the Twitter beef between yep. him and Verstappen? Yep. That was so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, get done. Yeah, okay, he's in the past. Um, I reckon 2016 he was still relevant, but that's about it. Just, no. I think his comments, yeah, he, his comments are good, but for a person like him, they're a tad outdated. Do you agree? Yeah. They're just a little bit outdated. Yeah. I mean, you know, l- listen to some rap music, put some, you know... I don't know, cool runners on something like that. Be be cool, be hip, be like the young people, and you might be respected. But for someone, look, I think, I think the way that him, that he had an impact on the whole Hamilton Rosberg rivalry impacted the way the, the people perceive him. Because I didn't mind Rosberg, but as soon as that happened in Spain, and he was the crux of that incident when they two crashed out, everyone just lost respect for him. Yeah, because you're not just ruining your race, you're ruining your teammates' race. And when you think about it, it's not just a, an individual race. You're racing for constructors' points. That's pretty stupid from you. Back then. Yes. All right, next talking point. Um, not necessarily from the Italian GP, but yep. I think we saw it yesterday or yes. the day before. We saw 18-inch wheels yes. on yes. a Renault. Overnight, overnight. Overnight, overnight. for the first time. Um, I thought they looked... Mighty fine. Oh, they looked so good. Looked very sexy. They looked so good. Um, I've got no idea the impact and the tire life on them. Do you? No. But I, okay. don't, I don't think... But they, they look good. good. I like them. I'm a fan already. I just... I think the the reason that they look so good is because they look like a modern day tire. True. Yeah. Like us. Okay, what what what, what are the driving um, tires like now? They're worth, what, 12? They're really thin. Yeah. Um... And, you know, they're nice, big alloys, really nice, special, fancy stuff. Um, and it'd be easier for the pit crew as well, I reckon, because it's not like this tiny little hole that they've got to get their gun into. It's just it's a nice open frame, not like, you know, anything else. It's just nice, it's open, it looks slick, it looks clean. And with these new 2021 cars, it's, oh my God. Like, don't even get me started because I'm just going to get excited. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. I it's mean, the next. Um, I mean, what well, we got? We've got two new tracks next year, um, and then they're gonna probably introduce another track what, in twenty twenty one. It's just every everything in F one's just going up, and I think the FIA are doing everything correct. They had a bit of a blunder at the start of the season and last season as well, and everyone was like, "Oh, where's this gonna go?" We definitely had a talk about this. I think believe it was last year um, about what the FIA are doing and how they're doing everything wrong. They've certainly changed everyone's opinions in my mind. Um, I think they're, they're everything that they're doing is pleasing people. It's logical. It's fair. And they're thinking for the future and they're not thinking for now. Um, and I think that I think as a developing sport like F1 is, it develops every year. Um, as we've seen, the f- what the what the rear wings changed have changed every single year um, for the past four years, I believe. Because 2016 was the last year that they had the um, rectangular... Was it no? It was, it was like a square, wasn't it? Mm. The the rear wings. Yeah. And then they changed it to this low rectangular, and then they put in the shark fin. The shark fin evolved into this like low rise, 
I don't know, spine as they called it, and then it went down and down and down, and now there's basically nothing. And the rear wing's kind of back up. So everything's changing every year. And as a sport that's developing year after year, you need to be on top of everything. You need to have, you know, good good interest for the fans, for the drivers, for the sport, for the economy of the sport. Because when you think about it, a lot of people have invested a lot of money into this stuff. Especially, you know, the likes of Patronas, the likes of Renault, the likes of Pirelli. I mean, that, that switch in, I believe it was 08, when they went from Pirelli, from Bridgestone to Pirelli, that was massive. Because people weren't sure. Because Bridgestone provided for the last 25 years before that it was a big move they trusted them they've got it right um that for me the FIA have got a pass for for this season yep I, I'd absolutely agree. pass um definitely a pass it's been a very exciting season obviously I mean you can't really do much about the fact that Mercedes are just dominating that, but that's not in their control though I think that's what I mean you they've can't do much about that right. but other than that they've made it a very exciting season all right, that's it for the talking points from the Italian Grand Prix. We're now going to get into some comments from the Formula One official fan group. So we did have, over um, the last week, we got news that um, Haas and Rich Energy have parted away. Now, this is the official statement um, that was Haas posted. Um, Haas F1 team and Rich Energy have um, <coughs> amicably agreed to end their partnership together in the FIA F1 World Championship with immediate effect while enjoying uh, substantial brand recognition and significant exposure uh, through this title partnership of Haas F1 team in 2019. The corporate restructuring process at Rich Energy will see the need for a revised global strategy. Subsequently, um, subsequently, Haas F1 team and Rich Energy concluded the termination of the existing partnership. Um, was this the be- this was the best um, way forward for both parties? F1 Haas F1 would like to express its thanks and best wishes to its stakeholders at Rich Energy. Now, Ben, I was um, I was having a think about this. I was talking to my dad about this actually. He's a very he's an F1 novice, but we watched the race in Monza um, together, and I was talking to him about about this. And he said, what, are they going to... Because I, infor- I I told him about how um, they changed their colours to black and gold solely because the rich energy sports drink is um, black and gold in the can. Now, I I put the question to him, Does the do they change the livery for the car? And he said, yes, I reckon the FIA will allow it. What do you reckon? Not sure. Um, do you reckon the FIA will, would give the green light for it, though? I don't see why they shouldn't. I mean, I think this is a fairly reasonable Absolutely. reason. Yeah. Um, the fact that your title sponsor is no more. So, I don't see why it would be an issue. It'd be a bit strange, though, for them to do it mid-season, though. It'd be a bit disappointing because it, it, it looks uh, good, but fair, it though. makes sense, though. It'd be fair. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then they've got to change all their branding. But, look, they've got to change their delivery even more because all the rich energy logos on the front wing, the rear wing, everything like that has to be gone. The only thing that changed um, from the new car was the antlers went off the rear shark fin that was at the back because it was gold and it had a, like a black antler, like a deer antler. And that's the only thing that went from it. And there was a few sponsor changes and there were a few like you know different logo changes or whatever. But now that all the rich energy is gone, they've got to change all their sponsors, put all the old sponsors back on. I reckon they're going to change back to the um, back to the silver and red and black like they had last year. But they're going to do something special with it, I reckon. Yeah, we reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like? All right, I'm not. I'm not something to you. This isn't. I I reckon we steer away from the comments because there's really nothing that's happened. It was a very boring race. Um, in you know, pole or whatever. Um, in the first two, first three. Um, 
Do you reckon the FIA should allow teams to change their light deliveries um, for specific races? What mid season? Yeah, like like you know you know how all right so you know how they used to have that you could only change your helmet for one race a year mm-hmm. and they scrapped that. Now yeah. everyone just changes their helmets whenever they want. Yeah, right. Do you reckon the FIA introduces the one race per year you can have a different livery? I want them to say, well, yes, I think they should. Because it should be a retro one. I was thinking about Haas, right? Mm. If they went to America and they had like a Stars and Stripes, as they call... Because Stars and Stripes is like a thing where they... Whenever anything that's branded American, that's what yeah, they just yeah. call it, right? Do you reckon they would have like a Are they, Stars you know, and Stripes on that, one? There should, there should be like two changes that you're allowed. Because, well, you're allowed, you're allowed to have subtle changes. Yeah, but like... This obviously. Is like but a, I think, I think two... Change. I think two changes would be good. One... You have a change a for your home round. race. And a retro round. And a retro round. Oh, just imagine that. Retro round would be amazing. Oh, what an old retro Ferrari. retro weekend. An yeah. old Ferrari? Mm. An old Mercedes? Oh, my That's God. That's what I mean. And How good would it be? Re- Renault goes back to the old Lotus. <laughs> oh, mate. How good would it be? Williams goes back to its OG with the dark blue. Mate. Mm. Yeah. The opportunities are endless in this. I, I, I write that. Ho- you know what? That would be great because now... I go back to the F1 game a lot, but you can change liveries in the F1 game and all that sort of stuff. And actually, you know what they've, you know what they've put in as a special DLC package for your own? Because in multiplayer, you can do your own car, you can create your own livery. You know the old black and white um, lines that they had for the Red Bull in like one of the tests? They've introduced that. As was it like black a and white? Wasn't it blue? Wasn't it like navy blue? No, it was black and white. Like it was navy blue and white. It was white, navy whatever. blue and white. It was like stripes and it looked really yeah. like a zebra. Yeah, navy blue and they've white. They've introduced that. Ooh. And everyone's gone absolutely nuts over it. It's good. Fantastic. It's a good call. All right. <coughs> does that wrap up today's edition <coughs> of the Q3 podcast? Excuse me while I die. Yes, it does. That was the Italian Grand Prix review. Thanks, ben. We'll be back next week to preview. Uh, what, what's the next Grand Prix? The Singaporean Grand Prix. Oh, yes. The, best the race. Singapore Grand in Prix. Opinion, in my opinion, it's the best race before after Melbourne. Night race. Mm. Unforgiving corners. You go into it is the a wall, good race. It's a safety car. It is a good race. You so know what? There will be a safety car in this in this next Grand Prix, guaranteed. Roman Grosjean will hit the wall. So we'll be back next week to preview the Singapore Grand Prix. But before that, we do have some socials that you should jump on. Of course, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, whatever, whatever social media. We've got Omni where you can listen to our podcasts, and we do uh, release these on iTunes as well. Um, so you can listen to us wherever you want. Um, uh, yeah, so we're getting more active on social. We as well, are very so. active. Um, mm. So hopefully we get some more exposure. Yeah, tell your friends about us because yep. you know we'd love some, um, you know, exposure. And there'll be a, there'll be a, a a couple more things to come over the next year. Hopefully yep. some exciting things. Um, but yeah, until next week, we'll see you at the front of the grid.